Most people are going to hate this advice, but I don't really care. The best way to find a profitable niche is to actually do something or pick something that you're already interested in or that you already have knowledge about. That's really it. All right. Now, the reason that people hate this advice is because, well, all right, yeah, I'm interested in a bunch of things. I have guitars on the wall. I have like things in my in my house. Uh, but like, I don't think that that's going to be profitable. How would I know? I need to do research instead, but I strongly urge you not to do research, but let me tell you a quick story about how I picked my first niche. So I was 13 years old. I had a neighbor and she came to me and she said, do you want a summer job? I said, sure. I want to buy cap guns at Walmart and I need the money to do that. That's actually true. So I I said, yeah, took the job. It was at a local pool and janitorial supply store. You don't think those two things go together, and they don't because that's weird. But it was a pool and janitorial supply store in my hometown. And I, at first, when I went there, I was like, okay, I don't, you know, I'm not good at this. I don't have any interest in this. I'm not knowledgeable about it. But over time, as more and more customers came in, as more and more adults or like my friend's parents came in and needed help with their pool. Well, guess who they came to? A tiny little 13-year-old boy. Well, I wasn't that tiny. Come on. But a little 13-year-old boy who just kept getting better and better. I learned how to test water. I was stocking shelves as well, but I was getting better at this job. And at 16, I went and worked for another pool company. And then from there, I've worked in the industry until I was about 25 years old. And that's when I started where I think came up with the idea for Swim University, which is my very first niche site. Now, Swim University, I've been running since 2006, right? So it's been a long time. And that's essentially the, uh, the impetus of Swim University. Now, it's not something that like I did keyword research on because at the time, I didn't even know how to do that. I was 13 years old. Right. So I just happen to know a lot about this topic. And that's what I strongly urge you to do is to sit there and go, what do I actually know a lot about? What am I interested in? But I actually have an exercise that I've been doing to start other niche sites. Right. I have a coffee niche site. I have a homebrewing niche site. I have Money Lab. There's other ones that I've started too. And I'll tell you about those later. So I believe that every niche can be profitable. But because because the variable is not the topic, it's you, right? You're the reason that it's going to work or not work. But I mean, there was a guy and I don't even know if this is actually true or not. But like there was a guy that sold pet rocks. If you remember pet rocks, that, that, like in what world did he sit down and go, you know what people would really like googly eyes on on rocks and then people would pay money for that. But I'm sure he was just tenacious enough and, and put it out there. And again, I don't know if that story is true. We got to check Snopes. Check Snopes. All right. So just take a look at my screen right now. This is Swim University. This is a site I've been running since 2006, right? And this site at the time, again, had no research, didn't do any research, was just like, I'm born into this world. I know a lot about it. Seems like a decent idea. I People were coming into my store and people were like, okay, yeah, I need help in my pool. But I kept repeating the same thing over and over and over again, right, to this to different people until I was like, well, what if I just put this shit online and then everyone has access to the same words that I've been using, you know, over and over again. And I've been doing this since 2006. This is my flagship site. And the reason it worked is because I made it work. I'm still doing it to this day.
And that's the crazy part about all of this is that I think the variable is not the topic. You know, if nowadays, if you were to go look at that topic, it's like, oh, the keywords are difficult and like there's too many. It's, you know, it feels saturated, but I don't care about that. And we're going to talk a little bit about saturation in a bit in a minute. So again, every single niche that you have is profitable. Now, we can we can bang off that. So I have an exercise. And this is an exercise that I've been doing to start other niche sites, not to start some university, because again, I grew up in it. But to start other niche sites, I have coffee, I have home brewing, I mentioned all these before. And so this is my system. Now, I was taught this, I think back in 2008, and I was taught it from a site that's no longer, it's debunked now, um, but debunked, it's not debunked, it's just like no longer a thing. It was a, it was a community site that I was a part of. And it was a good exercise and it stuck with me because it seems to work. Now this isn't the fastest way that I know to find a profitable niche. And I'm using the word profitable because you can do all the research in the world and you could find that like undiscovered secret niche that, you know, could potentially make you a lot of money, but only if you put the work in. So like every, again, every niche can be profitable. It doesn't, it doesn't require, uh, you know, it's not the keyword that does it. It's you, you are the variable in this, right? Okay. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to every single room in your house and I want you to do, I want you to do this on my desk. I have two notebooks. If you want to feel really fancy, and you want to be serious about your work, get a moleskin, pay fucking $20 for a moleskin or pay $2 for a mead spiral notebook. This is what I like because it's like this doesn't have like it's just it's awkward to write in. Right. And it's what's this flappy thing? I don't even understand. There's like a flappy thing hanging down. I guess that's bookmarking, whatever. But this has bookmarks too. dog ear it. Use this. Right. All right. Get a pen, a pen not a pencil, you're not in middle school, you're not in grade school anymore, right? So you're gonna get a pen, you're gonna go to every single, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna click the pen because I know that's gonna get annoying if I just keep doing that. You're gonna go to every single room in your house, right? Or if you just have a one room apartment, you're already there, so you got that covered. But go to every single room in your home and you're gonna write down every single product you see in that room. That's all you're gonna do, five minute, exercise, right? The next thing you're going to do is once you have this massive list of products that are all in your home, you're going to categorize them into what makes sense, right? So if we're just sitting in this room right now and you guys can't see this because I don't, we don't have multiple cameras set up, but I have guitars, I have an amplifier, I have uh, dumbbells, I have a, uh, what is that, air purifier, I have a whiteboard, I have a record player. I have a flat screen TV behind me. What's behind me here? I got a globe over here. I got business books over here, you know, so I'm just writing all of these things down. I'm going to group them all into a cat into categories. Once I have them all grouped into categories, right? Then you're going to cross out obviously dumb ones, right? Or things that I would say you have no confidence in speaking about, if I were to just ask you a random question, you would not be able to answer that. For example, I have dumbbells in my room, but if you were like, how many reps should I do on a squat thruster? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know terms. <laughs> I would be like, I have no idea. So therefore cross it out because I'm not confident enough to talk about that topic. 
if you were to even ask me, like, oh, I'm thinking about getting an effects pedal for my guitar rig, and I wanna, I wanted to have like this sound, I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just buy random pedals that sound cool, but like, I'm not an expert. Cross it out. But if you were like, I'm looking for a business book to like start my career and do this, or like, I wanna, you know, level up my email marketing skills, I'd be like, oh, I got a million off the top of my head. Boom. Okay. Highlight those. Highlight the ones where you're like. I know a lot about that and I could talk about it if somebody would just ask me a question like, and I could just go nuts on it. Those are the ones you highlight. Now, take that, okay? You're probably gonna have one to three, maybe even one to two highlighted things. If you have any more than three, you are absolutely lying to yourself, I think, I think. There's like, I'm not an expert at three things. You know, it's like, that's why I have three brands. Uh, like a true expert. I don't even say an expert, like just really, really knowledgeable about it and that you actually enjoy talking about. Maybe another factor that you could add in there. So now that you have one to three, hopefully you have like one that makes sense. Now you could go a step further and you could say, okay, um, you know, in all of these, in all, in these three topics, maybe I picked, which one is going to have Maybe you could you could say, let's say you wanted to start an affiliate marketing site, right? Which that's just like scratching the surface. It's like, okay. Or you're going to run ads on your site. Basic, basic shit. Then maybe you'd want to pick the one that had like the higher ticket products because then you'll make more of the commissions. And those people who are buying those products maybe are more affluent and therefore you could run better ads and get paid more for your traffic. If you're starting, a, if you want to like, scale up, think about, oh, can I create digital products, info products that I could sell people, right? So in the case of like, you know, guitars even, right? So I have these guitars or I have pedals or I have an amp, right? I could be like, oh, people will buy high ticket items. They're into it. I could also have a course on buying stuff. I could also have a course on teaching guitar and like uh, hooking up effects pedals and all that stuff. I could even sell my own pedals or sell my own like, you know, guitar accessories or something. So like there's a lot, there's a lot more there. So think about that and that's how you pick your niche. That's, it's as simple as that, right? And if you're trying to overcomplicate it, I understand, but I wanna talk about this idea of analysis paralysis because it kind of drives me nuts <laughs> that you can basically talk yourself out of anything. And you can do that by doing research, all right? So I wanna tell you another story. So I started a website, and I'm gonna pull it up here on the screen. I, I started a website called roastycoffee.com, right? I no longer own this site. I sold this site, but I'll explain why in a second. So I had some university, right? This site over here. I had this site. And I wanted to prove to myself that this topic, right, wasn't some magic topic. It wasn't something that like, Ooh, I was blessed by having my neighbor like knock on my door and go, do you want a summer job? Because it's going to pay off for the rest of your life. So I wanted to see if I could actually, you know, you know, do this again in a completely different niche and one that I thought was saturated. So I went with coffee and I remember I was laying in bed and I was just sitting there going like, what, am, what do I like in the world right now? Like, what are the things that I like? And I'm like, I'm really into coffee right now. So I'm like, I'm gonna start a coffee blog. Great. And I'm gonna do it 
faster than I started Swim University. So Swim University, I started in 2006, technically 2004, but I sat on the domain name for two years and I had to buy it back for more money because I procrastinated. Yeah, I told that story before, but uh, that's what happens when you don't do anything and you just talk about it. You're all talk. Uh, I remember, yeah, a friend of mine, was, he was like, you've been talking about this website for two fucking years, man. Like, when are you going to actually do it? And I was like, oh, uh, today. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes you need that little tough love to get things started. And that's what I'm doing for you today, I hope. I hope. If, and even if you're like, I'm starting a, a, a new business or I've never done this before or you're like, or you're like me, I'm like, I want to start another niche and something else. I'd probably be barbecue if it were if it were me because of all the things that I'm into right now and I could like go around my house and say oh I you know what do I have I bought a Traeger I'm not confident in it but I'd be I'd be interested in learning about it so that's probably what I would start next anyway that's that's besides the point so roasted coffee I'm sitting in bed and I oh, see I'm playing with the pen I'm sitting in bed and I go, I'm going to start a site about coffee. And in my head at the time, I purposely did not research this because now at this point I have the tools, right? I have SEMrush or SEMrush. I have Ahrefs. I have Moz. I have Googles, right? I could do research. I know how to do this because I've started other sites at this point. But I was like, don't do that. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> don't do that because what's going to happen? I'm going to sit there and one of two things are one of two things I think would happen, right? One, I would go on the keyword research tool and I'd be like, bip, 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 coffee, what, what do we got? I would see way too many keywords, all with high difficulty, tons of competition. I'd be like, this is a saturated market. I don't want to do it. Uh, it seems too big, blah, 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 all right? The second outcome would be, I maybe I don't even know how to do keyword research or I sit around and I'm like, okay, uh, you know, what's out there? Ooh, there's not that many keywords, you know, and they're like kind of low competition. Uh, you know, maybe this is not gonna be super lucrative. Again, I believe every niche can be profitable. The variable is not the keywords. The variable is not the topic. The variable is you. Are you willing to put in four plus years and more to do this, right? I did say plus, so that kind of covers that. So avoid analysis paralysis. When you start a niche, when you pick a niche, just fucking go for it. Like, what do you have to lose? Time, but at least you're doing something that you like. And again, you're the variable. You're the one that's gonna make it work or not. Are you, are you gung-ho about it? Are you going to actually commit to doing this? Then just pick the thing that you're interested in. Pick the thing you already know. Pick the thing that's going to be effortless for you to write about, make videos about, do a podcast about, you know, design around, all of that stuff. Because if you're not, you're going you're gonna to either get burned out or you're going to just be like, oh, this isn't working. And you're going uh, to get shiny object syndrome and you're going to go start a bunch of other niche sites, which is what I want to talk about next. All right. This idea of uh, the power of one one thing, right? I'm guilty of this. Look, I'm guilty of it. I have three things, but I, before that I had 10 things and you would think, okay, it makes, it makes sense to be like, I want to start a niche site or I want to start a business, but I'm not sure if this business is going to work. And I'm not sure if this topic is the right one for me, 
right? Because I'm like unsure because you don't know, right? You've done, you've done nothing. So you're like, I'm going to start 10 different niche sites. I'm going to start five or three. And then one of them is going to pay off. And then that's the one I'll go with. And in your head, you're like, okay, that's diversification. That's what investors do. That makes total sense, right? But in this particular world, it makes no sense. You diversify a different way, okay? So you don't diversify the businesses. I mean, people do that, obviously, but they really have one thing and they're good at starting businesses. But the thing is, is that you don't want, like not one of them is gonna take off and then you're gonna cancel all your other businesses and do that one thing. Just do that one thing from the beginning. You don't have to wait for them, other ones to fail because they ultimately will because you're just one person and you can't spread yourself along three sites or put money, even if you don't spread yourself thin, you're gonna spread your cash on three sites and they're all gonna pay off mediocrely where if you just put all of your money and all of your effort into one site, you could really take off. That's what you should do, right? That's what I wish I would have done in 2006 was just focus on Swim University all in everything I got, money, time, effort, everything, because I would be way farther than I am today, right? I've been doing this shit for over 20 years almost. So like, dude, I had, you know, and if I was just, if I spent 20 years, night and day, 24 seven on Swim University, it would be a lot further than it is today. That's just the truth. I, it would have forced it to work, but instead things went too slow and I had to like start other websites. I thought I was being smart by diversifying, but what I should have done was not diversify the business, not diversify the topic, diversify the income stream in that topic. So for example, what I should have done is taken Swim University, cool, one topic, great, pools, let's just call it pools, right? One topic. I have this website, I, I, I'm working on it, I'm writing content, I'm writing content, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I got, a, I got affiliate links coming in, I got ad sales coming in, great. Well, okay, I'm gonna go start uh, this other website called uh, Crocs, about Crocs, the, the shoe, which is what I did. <sighs> then I started another website about, you know, home recording studios, which I probably wrote like four articles on. And I started another website about snowboarding, I started another website about like building blogs and I started just like all this, like all these sites. And it's like, well, okay, that was stupid. What I should have done was like, okay, come back to Swim University. Instead of creating that other, those other sites, create another revenue stream. I have affiliate links. I have ads. Start making digital products. The best thing I ever did in my business ever was write my first ebook back in, I want to say 2011, maybe best thing I ever did, because then now I'm, I'm not making, you know, 5% commission, 10% commission on affiliate links. I'm not like getting pennies per ad view. I'm making almost a hundred percent margin on a digital product that I could charge any amount of money for. Well, not any amount, but the amount that people are willing to pay for it. And there's no inventory. It's endless. It's infinite. So that's why that was super important to me, right? So I, you know, just, just focusing on one thing is super important, right? Now you're like, okay, let's, let's take this example. 
right? Let's take let's just take Swim University for example. I mean, I'll I'll pull it up again just so you could see it, right? Swim University has uh, we talk about pool care, we talk about hot tub care. Now we talk about uh, in-text pools, which are like these quick blow-up pools. We talk about stock tank pools. We talk about swim spas. We talk about multiple topics, multiple niches in one brand. And this is where I'm, I'm going to talk about one of the other reasons you're, you might be struggling with picking a niche, right? You want to brand broad and niche. And with You want to, wait, you want to, you want a broad brand and a narrow niche. There you go, right? So how do you do that, right? It's really simple. Let's just take, we're on Swim University, right? So let's just take this idea and go, okay, um, I could have called it Pool University. And people, even today, have emailed me like, why didn't you call it Pool University? I'm like, you idiot. Had I called it Pool University, I would only be able to talk about pools. So I thought it back all the way back in 2004, when I came up with the name Swim University, I had the foresight to say, okay, well, what if I want to talk about, I don't know, hot tubs, or what if I want to talk about swimming, or what if I want to help, you know, pool businesses, or what if I want to help hot tub, you know, contractors? Like, what if I want to talk about multiple topics other than just swimming pools and just pool maintenance? What if I wanted to talk to people who haven't owned a pool yet? They would need help buying a pool. They need help buying a hot tub. Had I called it Pool University, I would have locked myself into just pools. So instead I went, well, what does someone do in a pool and a hot tub and a stock tank pool and all this stuff? Swim is the word I came up with. And I went, oh, okay, Swim University. I went, swim took the word swim, which was like a very generic, very, very broad word. And then, you know, a place, a universe. I chose a university, which is ironic because I didn't go to college. So I've never even been to a university. So I, is that ironic? I, I think people use ironic very wrong and just coincidental. Is it coincidental or is it ironic? Don't you think? I don't know. That song's all coincidences. It's not, that song there's is, no irony in that song. Whatsoever. No, there is no The most irony. ironic thing about that song is it's not ironic. Yeah. Oh, also, I didn't introduce Chris. <laughs> Chris is, uh, oh, you know what? The light doesn't look great on you. Yeah, it, blows, uh, it blew up for some reason. It blew up for some reason. Oh, you know why? Because we had the, auto, uh, the ISO set to auto. Yep. Oh, well, I'm not that important. No. No, no, no. You definitely are not. <laughs> Kidding. But yeah, so this is the show. Chris is manning the board, switching the cameras, doing the thing, chiming in when I, when, when he wants. Um, but anyway, is that my phone again? Great. I think so. Anyway, so that's the idea of having a broad brand and a narrow niche. Now, I want to talk about one other topic, okay? I brought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up on the screen here, okay? This is my other niche site. It's called Brew Cabin, right? Now. You, you'll you'll notice a pattern with my stuff, except for roasty. But like, I like to take a very very broad term and then mix it with a place, and that's my brand name. You know, money lab, swim university, brew cabin. Now this site is about home brewing beer. That was my niche, right? That was the topic that I wanted to do because I'm interested in it. I literally have a home brewery in my house. Okay. I am, I've been obsessed with beer, obsessed with brewing beer since 2005, okay? 
super, super passionate about it. Could, could I dream about it? I write, read books about it. You know, I write about it. I do videos about it, all of that stuff. So you might be thinking, or, you know, if I, again, if I didn't have this wherewithal, I'd be like, all right, let's call it beer cabin. Make it about beer. That's what we're talking about. Homebrewing beer. But that pigeonholes me. So I went a little wider. I went, what, what do you do to beer? You brew it. Okay. But then what does that leave me open to do later? I could brew coffee. I can brew tea. I can brew kombucha. I could brew technically wash to make whiskey. I could brew witches potions. I could have a Wiccan site. I could brew things, you know, there's other things that you could brew as well. I could brew that like mushroom tea that everyone's like into right now, <laughs> you know? So like I left myself an opening to widen my niche if I had to, or if I wanted to, to scale because you need to scale. So again, you, you know, you might be struggling because you're sitting there going, okay, well, you know, I need to pick something. I need to niche down. I need to pick something super, super tight. And then, okay. But then the problem is it's okay to go super tight. I think it's a good thing to go super tight, but when it comes to branding your site, go super wide so that you can have a super wide site like Brew Cabin, and it's not even that wide to be honest, but like, let's say it is wide, Brew Cabin. Okay, I'm gonna start with just talking about home brewing extract beers or extract stouts, which is like a specific, specific niche, right? Within home brewing. That's what I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna master that topic. And then I'm going to add and add and add and scale and more keywords are going to become available to me as my site gets to grow. But again, it's not the topic, it's you. So you have to be able to write this stuff. You have to be able to create this stuff or you have to have enough money to pay somebody to create this stuff and create it well and build a business around it because it's all about building a business. Okay. We talked about analysis paralysis, right? We talked about going broad with your brand, going narrow with your niche. Did we talk about saturation? I don't think we did. Because, well, okay. Here's the thing about saturation. Everyone, I mean, I kind of briefly touched on it, which was like, all right, you're doing this analysis and you're like, oh man, this, too, this market's too saturated. I'm going to bail. And it's like, oh man, okay. Well, by that logic then, they're like, then, then there's a lot of things that are saturated. So instead, you have to think nothing is saturated, okay? Plus, if something's saturated, doesn't that mean there's more juice to squeeze? And if I keep doing this, is that weird? More juice, baby. Please stop. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's my logic, which is like, okay, I would have never have started Money Lab in that, in that case because I'm like, oh, there's a million freaking people talking about online business. Like a lot of scammers are talking about online business. So it's like, oh, I'm gonna lump myself in with those assholes? No, I just, you just have to carve out your tone, right? You have to carve out and make a voice for yourself. This is where it's like a niche doesn't even make sense anymore, right? Cause it's like, oh, this niche is way, way too saturated. I'll never break through, right? Because yes, if you're writing generic content, great. This is why it's so important to go back to the beginning where we're talking about having those five steps to find a niche, something that you're actually interested in that you could talk about unprompted, right? You can just start fucking talking about it because you'll be able to develop your voice way faster and cut through all the noise when you're ready to, you know, create content. And that's the thing. 
the, the one thing that can differentiate everyone in this world is just being yourself. And I know it sounds like very woo woo and like inspirational, but it's true. Like I am who I am. I talk about what I want to talk about in the way that I want to talk about it. Sometimes I say fuck. Sometimes I say assholes. Sometimes I call people dum-dums, which I love doing. And I mean that as a term of endearment. But then for some people, I mean that as a term of they're actually dumb. It's fun. It's a fun term. Anyway, um, so I believe nothing is saturated. Because if, 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 everything, if something's saturated, then, like, you stand no chance. But that's stupid because you can stand a chance. You can dis disrupt industries. People do it all the time. Like, like, oh, like the taxi industry is too saturated. Okay, Uber, you know, uh, you know, renting videos is too saturated. There's too many rental places. Okay, Netflix figured out a way to fucking carve out a space for themselves. Like, and I'm talking about these are big companies, but it's like, oh, I'm just a small little creator. Like, uh, there's this big site, blah, blah, blah. Dude, okay, I'll give you a fucking example. This just came to mind. Um, so, and this is like, this is just such a tiny example. I, I tell this story all the time, which is like, okay, you don't think that you can beat like a big player in the game. So I had some university, not that long. And I was like, I want to do a post on hot tub sex. I know nothing about this topic, but I talked to some professionals. I wrote this article that was like, how to not get pregnant in a hot tub. Essentially. I posted it. Cause I thought that's a good keyword. And this is where like the whole keyword shit kind of like comes to bite in the ass sometimes. Well, it's like, okay, like people were like, if you're going to rank for that keyword, like you're going to get a bunch of pervs looking for, you know, boobies and weenies and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, uh, I, I wrote it and I wrote it professionally and I ranked number one for hot tub sex for two years, beating cosmopolitan, like the absolute like overlord of sexual quizzes and whatever, you know, and sex stuff. And I was like, oh, my little tiny pool site beat Cosmopolitan in their own game because I found my little voice, my little niche. And I was like, I'm coming at it from this angle, which is actually a better angle. So you can do it. That's a weird example. I have since taken that post down because People who look that up don't buy my products. Why would they? They buy waterproof condoms or whatever else there is. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to leave you with this, and then we're going to take some questions from the audience. We've, we've, I asked on Twitter if anybody needed help about, you know, with like picking a niche. I got some interesting questions. We're going to pull them up in a second, but I want to leave you with one thing. If you're gonna, if you're starting a business, or even if you're starting like another niche site, which again, like I have three, so like here I am saying like the power of one. Well, I have three, right? But like, I have a team that works on the other one, so like I, I built it up. You do it, okay? Like mastered it for twenty years, okay? You do it. I can go move on to my next thing. Bring that up, okay? I, I just have too many interests. It's the problem. Anyway, I've seen so many people in this industry do like startup niche sites all the time. I see it all the time, right? Friends of mine and people like just on, in, in tw on Twitter and like people that are a part of my community online, all of that stuff. Right. And 
the thing that I see time and time again, it's like a very common thing, is that it takes about four years for it to pay off, okay? It took me seven, but if I didn't have shiny object syndrome and I wasn't just an idiot and like lazy sometimes, it would have taken me four, right? And that's just starting out with like no knowledge. It takes about four years. So you let, like think of it like you're going to college, but instead, during those four years of college, you're actually getting paid instead of, you know, going into debt, which I take that trade any day, right? And essentially, I did take that trade because I didn't go to college. Um, so just remember that because you may want to make money fast. And if, and if you're watching this and you're like, I just want to, I just want to make money fast, you know, then you're watching the wrong thing. Like, this is not for you. Um, this is for people who want to build a sustainable, long-lasting business. They're not going to sit there and get like worry every time that Google has an algorithm change. They're like, oh, shit, is my website okay? I hope. I don't worry about that because it's like I know that the content that I wrote is good. It comes from a good place and it comes from a place of expertise and it comes from my unique individual voice. Can't take that away from me. Now, what is that? What is this all to say? This is all to say that the perfect niche was inside of you all along. All right, let's answer some questions. All right, so this one uh, came in today because I asked on Twitter if anybody had any questions about, you know, picking a niche. And this one was, I'm concerned about my strategy. I teach beginner guitar to target my demographic with free content. I only provide tutorials for music from a small set of genres and musicians. Is this a good strategy to narrow my niche? All right. I don't know the answer to that, but I would say that that's too narrow, right? If you're teaching beginner guitar and that's your, that's your niche, that's a pretty wide niche. Guitar is your main brand, right? I teach guitar and you could start with beginner guitar. Like that's your, like that's the niche within the niche, right? That's the niche within the broader topic. Okay, because we're going to get to that. There's another question I know that's coming up. It's about like how to pick how wide to go. But your brand is centered around teaching guitar. That is a very, very broad uh, topic, right? Um, and so teaching beginner guitar. Think about what those people actually want, right? I don't think providing tutorials based on specific genres of music like you're, you are niching way too far down, right? You could be niching up just a bit, like just, and I think that this is where it go, it comes in to be like, this is a saturated industry. It's like, there's so many people teaching beginner guitar. So I'm going to niche down even further and only pick the people who want to learn, like, I don't know, Icelandic folk guitar music. Like, you will stay there forever and you will never grow unless for some odd reason, and this is actually happening, Icelandic folk blows the fuck up, right? Becomes as big as, as, as hip hop or trap or whatever. Like, but come on. So it's not about niching down so tight that you've boxed yourself into a corner. What I would do is go, okay, I teach beginner guitar. I'm going to ask my audience what they want to learn. And I'm going to teach beginner guitar, but maybe you find your own voice. Maybe you're, you know, just a better teacher. Maybe you have a different camera angle when you teach it. Maybe you have different photos. Maybe you find an angle on how to teach that instead of 
trying to only make content in like a sub, 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 sub genre. Because eventually you're going to have to scale. You're going to have to get out of those genres and move into different genres. And now it's like, well, now I have so much content. It's like, I don't even know where to begin. So if I were you, I would, I would say don't niche down in, in genres. Find the voice. Find the angle that's going to set you apart from everybody else, which is essentially being yourself. And people will find you. And I would, I would look at YouTube and I mean, Google's, you know, you're going to have competition for sure, but go, you know, you can go look at keywords, but like go after the same keywords as everybody else. Just do it better than them. Just crush them. Like this is, this is why I mean, this is what I say. Like the variable isn't the topic. The variable is you crush these MFers, right? That's your fucking job. All right. Anyway, hope that's helpful and not like, you know, wasn't trying to be a piece of shit or anything. Trying to help. All right. Um, which one's this? Why does this? That's not even one. Okay, there we go. Um, oh, this one is the one I love. All right. Because this really got me thinking about This is like, this was the catalyst to start me off all of this stuff. Okay. So how do you go? So how do you know the depth to go into a niche? And the example he gives here is belt sanders. You know what a belt sander is? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I do. Okay. I think. There's Sanders, right? You know what a Sander is, right? You yes. have Belt Sanders. You have Orbital Sanders. You have Colonel Sanders. You have all these different um, Sanders, right? Bernie Sanders. You have Bernie Sanders. Then you have Woodworking Tools, right? And then you have Tools. So he just went like, you know, a, a single tool, a single type of tool, a, a range of tools, a category of tools, and then just tools, right? So I was like, oh, that's really interesting. That is not where I would have taken it. Like naturally, I would have never taken it to just tools because I feel like that's even boxing yourself in, right? It's boxing yourself in on the type of content you create, right? It's like all you do now is you write about tools. So all you can do is tool reviews. So what if, you went Sanders or belt Sanders, Sanders, woodworking tools, woodworking. That's where I would have taken it, right? Because woodworking is the key, not tools. Tools is the secondary word. So woodworking, great. So this is where I was like, oh, okay, let's say I'm going to start a woodworking site, right? Well, if I were to go and do analysis paralysis, right, I'm going to go do my keyword research and go, oh, man, woodworking is a tough keyword. There's a lot of people talking about woodworking, my friend. Okay, but I like woodworking, so that's what I'm interested in. So I'm going to – that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Okay, then do it. Like who cares that other people are doing it? Do it your way, right? Here's the thing. When you start your brand, when you go to build your website or your YouTube channel or whatever, wherever you want to create content in the world – you start with the brand name. Don't call it Belt Sander University, right? Call it, you know, Wood Shop, Wood House, Wood House, Wood Cabinet, Wood Basement. I don't know. See, I just tend to go to places. But, you know, you could do, let's just call it Wood House. That's your name. That's the name of your brand. You could call it something who get, you can call it your own name. 
that doesn't matter because then you're free to do whatever you want. So, all right, we call it Woodhouse. The first thing you're going to write about can be belt sanders. You could dominate belt sanders. Just everything there is to know about belt sanders, every type of belt sander, go nuts. Super narrow your niche. But then once you dominate that topic, which is not going to take you that long, go to orbital sanders. You know, dominate orbital sanders. All of a sudden, at the end of the day, you're going to have, you're going to dominate Sanders. That could be the trajectory at which you build your site. So you, you broad or brand, brand, broad brand. What is it? Broad brand. Broad brand. Narrow broad niche. brand. And then narrow niche. Do a narrow niche. That was super helpful. That's a fun exercise. So think about it. Think about think about your own thing right now. If you, whatever topic, because I get this all the time. People will, will say like, um, "Is air purifiers a niche?" And I'm like, "Yes, but what's your website going to be? Airpurifierreviews.com." Like, okay, you're fucked because like all you can do is talk about air pur. And there's there's a, there's a lot of air purifiers, and you can certainly build a business to an extent, and then you don't, and then you're done. It's like, okay, well, now what do I do? So instead of that, you could just call it like, you know, airhouse. I'm just going to keep using the word house. You can call it airhouse.com. And now it's all things air. It could be fans, it can be purifiers. You know, you can go further than that. You could just call it like, um, so an air purifier, you call it healthyhome.healthyhouse.com or .co or whatever. And then it's like all things that like keep, you know, make for a healthy home. And then you can go outside of just air stuff, but it doesn't even matter. You could start with just air purifiers and then work up from there. All right. So we're going to go into more technical shit here. Uh, which platforms do you prefer for developing niche sites? Um, I only prefer one and it's WordPress. I do not trust uh, any platform that I have to pay for because what if they change something like there's ghost there's um we're, uh squarespace there's wix right i with these sites i don't have control over the seo and and when you're creating a niche site right and this is what this question's about if you're creating a niche site like you need the absolute full control over the seo because that's how you're going to get traffic right so for me it's like what is the thing that you can build on that you have the most control over? And it would be, and for me, that's WordPress. Now there are other ones. There are like, I think there's one called like Stackmatic. Um, there are other like, you know, like, uh, what do I want to call them? Like, um, what's it when you're like open source? That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Like there's like Joomla and all that stuff. But like, honestly, like 40% of the internet is on WordPress. So just like go with WordPress. Right. Eventually, you can, if you needed to move off and do your own custom thing, great. I mean, I'm still on WordPress for all my stuff, um, but I would, I would stick to WordPress. And going from there, which hosting do you recommend for building niche sites, which is the next um, Twitter thing? Um, this is a tough one because I've used so many over the years, uh, and it really depends on where you are and how much you're willing to spend. But I will say this. Currently, I'm on WP Engine. There are other managed WordPress hosting platforms. I would absolutely go that direction. In the beginning, I, I, I was cheap, you know, like I didn't have that much money. So I spent like $2 a month on like Bluehost and HostGator and all of these like just 
you know, they're, they're virtual servers, but like the customer service is really bad. They're not WordPress specific. You could put any type of website on there. And the problem with going that route is you don't get all, like you don't get custom WordPress features and you don't get a team of like customer service reps who understand WordPress that like, oh, if a plugin goes wrong or something goes wrong with your theme, like they can actually help you. So as opposed to spending like, I don't know, two to $5 a month for like really shitty slow hosting versus, I don't know, 35 to 40 bucks a month with really good hosting. I'm like, that's kind of your whole bread and butter. Like that's your whole, that's your home base. Like don't skimp. It's like, if you're building a house, don't skimp on the materials, like build a fucking house. It's going to last you forever. Right. Why would you skimp on the materials that like in five years, your house just like crumbles like a house of cards. Like that's such a dumb, that's not investing. That's the worst type of investing. It's like short term thinking. So if I'm telling you to do anything, I'm telling you to, you know, essentially pay for good hosting and that's it. That's the, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the show. I appreciate everybody for watching. If you have, if you want to reach out to me, just email me, matt at moneylab.co, or you can find me on Twitter at mattgivanisi. No, not .com, at mattgivanisi on Twitter. Find me there. Let's talk. And uh, that's it. So I'll see you in the next one.